to the lotus so here on the lotus we are no strangers to outlandish religious beliefs but i would like to warn y'all um before we get started that um just to make it clear we are in no way trying to shame any people of any religious backgrounds or beliefs we are only sharing true stories of exorcisms and extreme religious activities and events Religion can be the light that guides one through life, but when it becomes abusive and damaging to yourself and those around you, it is wrong, and we consider it wrong here. Abuse is abuse, and religion is religion. They're two separate things, and this is not about shame or blaming each other. This is just about informing. Like I've said before, The Lotus is in no way a religious or spiritual podcast. Um, It was at some point in time labeled as a spiritual podcast, but that's because we talked about spiritual things but this isn't like a specific spirituality that we're talking about um it's just you know all kinds of extreme religions in general it is only to educational it's only about educational and often about ethics that's like you know what we preach the most is morality and ethics um so to start off let me give you background information about the two religions that we'll be discussing in the first part the divide in catholicism and the reformation of the catholic church in the early 1500s particularly when german preacher martin luther wrote the 95 thesis made up of literally 95 things we found um to be unethical in the roman catholic churches of germany at the time he made the first copies in history with the help of the printing press. He had the ability to spread his thesis around um, Wittenberg, Germany, and eventually nailed his thesis to the door of the castle um, Catholic Church. This would start the beginning of the Protestant Reformation um, in, you know, Germany at the time. Now in modern times, people may identify as either Orthodox Catholics or Protestant Catholics. So if you heard of someone saying like, oh, I'm a Protestant or, you know, I'm, I'm just Catholic, then that's why. Um, this was brought up by the acts of Martin Luther. If that name sounds familiar to you, um, that's because Martin was the same guy um, Dr. Martin Luther King was named after. The man that advocated for equal rights for Amer- Americans at the time in 1964. And he was the black man that was actually fatally shot. Um because of what he was doing for preaching what was wrong with America at the time. So both really interesting and, you know, what I would say, awesome people that stand up for what they believe in. So again, when the Catholic Church found out about Martin Luther's act of exposing them, they decided to hold a conference called the Diet of Worms. This sounds funny because when I I first heard this, I thought it was like people literally eating worms, but that's not true. Um, this is literally diet um means like gathering or meeting at the time and worms was simply a city in germany during this time 
um yeah so that's what it really was um the burning reason that bothered martin the most was indulgences so if you don't know indulgences were invented by the catholic church for sinners to buy forgiveness from god and promise them a spot in heaven even if they've sinned martin luther found this to be unethical because in his eyes they were taking advantage of naive people in vulnerable circumstances and you know when they preach god god is about forgiveness and god probably would never ask for money to be forgiving people left and right some of them actually saved for months, putting aside goods and food to pay for an indulgence because indulgences were really expensive. Um, even after they bought their indulgence, they couldn't guarantee they would even be forgiven by God unless they sacrificed months of repenting. So it's just, it's just simply not fair, you know? The 95 Thesis only gets more disturbing, though. Here's a quote from Martin Luther directly. They make the Bible the central religious authority and that humans shall reach salvation, among other things. Sorry about that. I was interrupted. So um, they make the Bible the central religious authority and that humans shall reach salvation only among their faith and not by their holy deeds. So really, it just everyone is equal, but in the sense that um, everyone has to be like faithful to God. And that means that they cannot have sex until marriage. They cannot they cannot date anyone that is of the same sex. Obviously, very, very, very much strict and very much controlled. Even though, you know, holy masters like um people that preach the gospel, like preachers and nuns and everything, it's just so controlled for them. But of course, like in the male authority, the the preachers and like the priests or whatever they get so much more leeway one because they're more powerful and because they're hypocritical there's so much hypocrisy that i see um a theme of in this episode so if hypocrisy triggers you this is just you're just going to be super upset throughout this episode so i invite you to determine what this means to you what this last quote meant to you but personally, this means that the church has found a way to weaponize the Catholic faith and reward people for following them instead of God, who um, the religion is actually meant to worship is just just God, just like the Lord. So um, according to link inserted will be in the description, obviously, um, he made five central points that elaborated on into the 95 thesis. One. Buying indulgences to finance the building of St. Peter's and the founders of the Catholic Church is not fair. Two, the Pope has no power over purgatory. Three, buying indulgences gives the Catholic people a false sense of hope and endangers not only their salvation, but honest relationship with God. Four, the Inquisition, which I'll get into that later, what that means. And five, corruption of the spiritual leaders. So, trigger warning for the next part, because it's about to get a lot more upsetting from here um trigger warning for abuse torture physical and emotional torment anti-semitism and racist ideology there's your warning okay so remember how i brought up the inquisition the inquisition was a powerful office set up underneath in the basements of most catholic churches and ministries at the time it was meant to root out and punish people that disobeyed god in any way they saw fit as well as any germans that participated in the protestant party or of martin luther so anyone that followed martin luther anyone that agreed with his 95 thesis would be punished and tortured um when i say punishment i mean torture is what i said 
That's what I said. It gets really, really bad. They were discreet in torturing um, Protestants, only sometimes because they weren't shy about organizing public executions of Jews and Muslims that spoke freely on behalf of their spiritual beliefs. So imagine that. You know, you're talking about, you know, how God you know, believes that everyone is equal, no harm should be done, you know, love thy neighbors, but they're over here, you know, hanging Jews and Muslims just for being Jews and Muslims. Yeah. These people were tied to spinning spinning wheels where they were slowly stretched to death until their muscles detached from their ligaments. They were tied by their feet and hung upside down in a fire pit to be burned from head to toe sometimes lasting up to four days before they would inevitably die. Um, They got creative with these punishments and went on to convert several devices such as the pillory, the stocks, and the pair of anguish. Um, Look these up on your own accord. I would not if I were you, but I won't elaborate further on that. Right, so in the spiritual world, you may or not be familiar with the concept of exorcisms, which is performed with the purpose of removing demonic entities from someone. I'm sure you've seen them in, like, horror movies, like, you know, The Exorcist, um, The Conjuring, all kinds of things where people are possessed, typically little girls that are possessed, and then they are um, exorcised to get that spirit out of them, usually by a priest. Um, Like I said, executed usually by priests with the assistance of nuns, sometimes traditionally by tying up said person who is believed to be possessed and dousing them in holy water. Um, they are relieved of their otherworldly invasion. So according to a uh, site source will be in, you know, podcast notes, but possessed individuals are depicted as displaying bizarre and erratic behaviors. In the Gospel of Luke, for example, a boy is possessed by a demon that makes him foam at the mouth and experience violent spasms. Jesus is shown to have a unique power to cast out demons and promises that his followers can do the same. So basically it's saying that everyone that, you know, is a Christian and, you know, serves God and serves the Lord will um, be able to cast out demons from someone. What's happening to this boy is probably he's having um, like a, a reaction to rabies, but really they're blaming it on demonic possession. Um, but this has just been believed for very many centuries, and this is a common practice to this day. Obviously, in the early days of Catholicism and Christianity, there was religious beliefs involving very natural and normal things to us today. With this quote from the source, a common seizure that is caused by neurological abnormalities would be seen as a punishment from God or a demonic possession that called for an exorcism. In this light, we know for sure our perception of mental health has changed substantially for our own best interest. And also, not just mental health, but also um, neuroabnormalities. <laughs> so people who are neurodivergent and, you know, may have seizures. In that case, people understand that better now, and we don't just blame that on demonic possession, which is a great thing. Obviously, exorcisms are dangerous, and in the most realistic sense, it can harm the person believed to be possessed. Some other classic reasons people underwent exorcisms was the Salem Witchcraft Trials, which took place back in February of 1692 and ended by May of 1693. Around this time, especially in highly religious areas of Massachusetts and early New England colonization, there was a witchcraft scare. 
Early Christian families had a deep fear of disobeying God and ended up in hell. And uh, ending up in hell, they were really scared of going to hell. So much of what we already actually resorted to murdering people, um, murdering any woman that conveyed the slimmest possibility of practicing witchcraft. What you might ask made people believe that they were actually witches. Um, so here are some examples. If you had an extra nipple, toe, oddly shaped fingers, moles, freckles, or any other rare genetic mutation, you're a witch. If you're infertile or don't have enough kids up to the standard of that time, you're a witch. If people are known to be envious of you, um, you're a witch. <laughs> if you're either really beautiful or really ugly, you're a witch. If you're a minority, such as an outside of the norm from light skin and light hair, especially if you had dark eyes, you're a witch. Um, if you're related to someone else accused of witchcraft, you're a witch. And if anything remotely negative happened around you, like let's say... I don't know, like you're standing in a crowd and someone faints, you're a witch because that, that's your fault because uh, you're a woman. So I think this can be deemed as a great example that extreme religion in the earliest eras of Europe were not practiced out of free will. They were strictly based on fear and obedience because imagine how scared you were to be around a witch. I mean, if you believe that they would do to you um, what they believed would be done to you, then I understand why they wanted to kill them. This is not okay, though, because religion shouldn't be about fear and obedience. Religion should be a place that you go to when you feel the need to pray and you feel the need to awaken your spiritual side. This murdering people is, is not a cool. It's not, don't do that. It's not nice. So now I'd like to ask you a question as we're kind of, you know, summing this episode up. Um, what does religion mean to you? Personally, I think religion should be a guide to practice healthy habits in your life and finding the opportunity to focus on yourself and your personal spiritual needs, whether that means praying, writing intentions for reading a religious book that aligns with your morals. In the next part, I'll dive into forms and dangerous activities that were once used in history for religious purposes. Most of them are banned, of course. Um, but some you'll be surprised to see are still practiced to this day. If you don't know already, I have an Instagram for the podcast. And uh, yeah, if you have your phone on you, please look look us, look us up on Instagram. Underscore the underscore Lotus underscore official. And there you can watch as many videos, as much video and audio content as you wish. I post weekly with updates and mini lessons. And I'm usually open in the DMs if you have any ideas or business inquiries. Um, we can talk to my contact you can co you can look through and you know and in interact with my content there. Uh, next episode will be exclusively about parapsychology, so if you're into that, please listen. And that'll be a separate three-parter on its own. So thanks again for joining me, and remember to stay thoughtful. Bye. Have a nice day.